Welcome to the On the Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Hoagland, and today we are talking about the golden opportunities in the state of California. Just because there's a moratorium does not mean that you cannot go prospecting. We're going to talk about what you can do in the state of California that falls within the guidelines and how you can make probably a lot of gold before it's all said and done. And joining me today is Kevin Bell. Kevin Bell is one of the state directors for the state of California and a very active prospector. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Morning, Kev. How's everything going? Everything is going great. At least we're not doing this at four o'clock in the morning. There we go. Okay. So let's jump right into this one because it just needs to be covered. Moratorium, state of California on dredging. And that means that you can't go dredging. And because of that, or high banking, anything within 300 feet of an active water channel. Correct? Yes. 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 Anything within, uh, there's no mechanized equipment within 300 feet of the stream or or the water, uh, the water course. Anything outside that, everything is legal. Inside that 300 uh, foot mark is basically no mechanized equipment and hand operated equipment only. A lot of people have the problem making the distinction between motorized and mechanized. Yes. And so the state of California is, has put it, it, if it's a, a device, whether it has a motor or not, if it's a compound or mechanical tool for gold extraction, that does not fit the definition of hand tools. So the key word is hand tools. So it's, it's non-mechanical uh, both, whether it pulls water out of the stream or it's a compound tool for separating material. And that's a great way to say it. Anything that pulls water from the stream is considered yeah. mechanized. Right. There are some tools that you use where they're, they draw water up into a tube, different things like that, or with a hand pump, different things. Those are not able to be used within that 300 foot from shoreline up 300 feet, correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, what about 301 feet? Everything is legal. Sky's the limit. You know, we still, uh, with our high bankers or recirculating systems, they, they should be used in a tub or a pond, either one. Right, because so, you cannot have any solid or any liquid re-enter the stream channel. So if I'm at 301 right. feet, I have to be recirculating and I have to assure that that material is not going back into the active stream channel. Right, no free flow. Right, no free flow. Perfect perfect way to say that. Within 300 feet, what can I do? Yep. Sounds like I'm pretty and, limited. Well, actually you're not. They've not put any limitation on the hand tools. So. For instance, you can use full-size sluices and even production pans within that area. Okay. So that really extends your ability to move material. Now, can I dig material right there at the water line? Yes. As long as you're using hand tools, you can dig at the water line or the stream bed itself. And what about anywhere in that 300-foot barrier from the streamline all the way up to that 300 foot. Yes. As long as you're not uh, disturbing 
any sort of green, you know, plants, trees, things like that. Standard prospecting and small scale mining procedures as not just the state of California, but anywhere. So that's, that's really standard. That's not just California. Mm -hmm. That's everywhere as far as prospecting is concerned. So let's talk about what we can do. Within 300 feet, I can use a number two shovel. I can fill buckets full of material. I can take it down to the stream bed and Mm -hmm. I can pan or I can sluice or I can use something like a rocker box because a rocker box, if you're using the dipper handle, is actually not classified as a mechanical device, is it? Nope. It is perfectly legal. So if you are dipping and filling the rocker box by a bucket or a, or a dip, absolutely legal. Okay. Now, there is a rocker box that's on the marketplace right now that has been around for a very, very long time, and that is the one that is made by Gold Grabber. The Gold Grabber mm-hmm. rocker box is a rocker box that has a hand pump that draws water up, or you can hook it up to a 12-volt battery absolutely cannot use that rocker box within the first 300 feet. Right. So if you're just using it as a standard device without having the rest of the the handle hooked up or having that electric pump, perfectly legal. Right. Once you add those other items, then it becomes illegal because you're actually pulling water from the stream. Okay. So at 300 feet in the first 300 feet, I cannot use that rocker box, but at 301 foot, absolutely can use that all day long. Sure. Okay. Okay. So panning, gosh, I can go gold panning. Oh, wow. Gee whiz. That's going to take forever. Well, that's the nice thing is there's no limitation on panning. It's a hand tool. So you can use production pans without any problem. And that's where I want to lead this to. A lot of people would just shy away from doing any prospecting if they thought the only thing they could do was go down to the stream and just work a standard gold pan. And quite frankly, I would too. That's not a real joy for me to go down and just pan buck, you know, pan a scoop at a time of material. Mm-hmm. But there is the production pan. And I want to talk about that because you and I both use production pans. I use the Gold Hog Flow Pan. You use the Pyramid Pro Pan. And the reason that we use these pans is because they move a massive amount of material in a very, very short order of time. It's not a gold pan. It is a gold right. pan, but it's not right. a standard it's gold pan. It's a gold pan. Right. Yeah. So I've done my prospecting, and we have to reiterate that over and over and over. I've done my prospecting. I know exactly where I'm going to be working. I've got my material. I know the trend. I know where it's headed. I'm going to take some buckets of material, or if I'm down on the streamline, I'm just going to shovel directly into my production pan and start mm-hmm. panning. Right. And I'll say that production pans, maybe people I need to clarify or we need to clarify, production pans will run as much material in a day as a regular sluice. So you are not limited even at that level. Right. So you get that high volume of material processing, yet it doesn't require any flow. So you can run it in a, in a, a pool or real low water, and it can run either unclassified or classified. Right. That yeah. is its biggest feature. Right. And I have a tendency with mine to classify down to one inch, no matter what. And can I just shovel into it? Absolutely. Have I shoveled into it? You bet. And I will continue to do that at times where it just makes sense, but I still like to classify down to that one inch. Yeah. That makes it a lot easier. Uh, If I am running unclassified, I still shovel classified. Right. So at the end of the day, and, and I don't know what your production rate is, but when I'm out and I'm on a stream and I'm using my production pan, 
and I'm breaking that material down very, very quickly. I'm dumping, I'm doing my fast cleanups, pulling my mat, rinsing it out, throwing it back together and going right back to work. At the end of the day, I, I'm going to have at least three quarters of a five gallon bucket full of first run concentrate. I'll take that home and then do my final classification and my final recovery and so on like that. What are your results when you're using your production pan? Right. Very similar to yours. And and I think that, you know, when you run your production pan, all you're doing is getting it down to the size of the material where the gold is and putting it in a bucket. Right. And then repeating. And that's part of the prospecting process. I've prospected this area. I know that all of that the majority of my gold is going to go through uh, a, a, a 20 mesh green, but I did find a few pickers that were above the 20 mesh. So when I'm panning, I'm going to stay just right above that 20 mesh. And that's everything that's going to go in because I don't want to miss those right. pickers. So right. when I'm production panning and I, and you do that by site or else if you really want to, you can classify all the way down to that, but that kind of defeats the entire purpose of a production pan. Right. Speed is everything. Speed is everything. And at the end of the day, Having that concentrate to take home is a absolute must. And so production panning is a way to run volume in the state of California inside that 300-foot barrier. Now, let's talk about sluice boxes. The, you can run full-size sluice boxes, and even there, you know, there's no dimensional restriction on the sluice either. So you have a large sluice, you know, 16-inch wide, things like that, without without restriction and that material you can take that directly from the stream channel on the bank or wherever you have performed your prospecting within that 300 feet classify it down and run it through right the classify it down and run it okay sure yeah now, there's no and, limitation uh within that 300 foot as long as you're not you know damaging vegetation or something you have no restriction you know one of the things i want to reiterate and tools are not a limitation. There's no, you know, there's no real limitation to hand tools. And it, your only real limitation is how much material you can run in a day. That's a great point. It is limited to what you can do in the course of a day, but everything is limited to what you can do in the course of a day. And that's what you work to do. You go to that point and then what you have for your recovery is what you have for your recovery. Now, I don't know if you want me to mention this. I'm going to anyway. You have a particular spot because you have... Uh, prospecting Thursday, which is something that you've Mm -hmm. been doing ever since you retired, where you go out, you've got a certain spot on a certain river, you go out and you're not working hard. And at the end of the day, you've got grams. Yes. And the material that you're running, we're, we're so familiar with the layer of material that we need to process. We only process that, that line. Right. And so you're really concentrating the amount of gold you're working and that you're extracting. So through your prospecting, you know exactly the material that you're going to work and you're not working hard. You're just having fun and just working steady throughout the course of a day. And you end up with, I mean, I've seen some multiple gram days that you've sent me pictures of. So yeah, the nice thing about it is, is you're not wasting time running material that's marginal. I, I like, you know, you're only running the, the highest grade material through the sluice. So your recovery goes up dramatically. And that should be what you always, you know, it, you know, here, especially here in California, where we tend to have pocket material, uh, you want to always make sure that you're, you know, where the best, the best gold 
is. Well, and, I don't care if you're just in California. Anywhere that you're working, you should know where the best gold is. So mm-hmm. that is done through your prospecting. So to be successful in the state of California right now is a possibility. Now, it's more than a possibility. If you do your prospecting, you know the material that you are working. And if you're in that 300-foot mark, know that it's hand tools only, which means a pan, a sluice, a shovel, a bucket, different things like that. But if you're outside mm-hmm. of that, the possibilities are unlimited outside of the 300 foot. And, so, you know, that's where your your dry washers and your recirculating devices come in. Right. And we've covered gold pans. We've covered production gold pans, sluice boxes, rocker boxes that are hand-dipped and hand-operated, not mechanized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's always metal detecting as well. Oh, yes. Yes. And that... That's one of the great opportunities that metal detecting is allowed within the 300 feet or outside the 300 feet. So it should always be something that the miner that's coming to California brings. I agree. I agree. So for this, inside the 300 foot, let's just make it simple. You prospect. You find your gold. You pan, you sluice, you rocker box, or you metal detect. Mm -hmm. In part two of this, we're going to talk about what you can do outside your 300 feet. Closing words? Well, you know, I I just want to let people know, Kev, that you're, you're not hampered by this law. You have the ability to get really good recovery on gold. There's a lot of gold here in California. You have year-round flows in a lot of these areas. And as long as you do your prospecting, you are going to do amazingly well, even though you're only using hand tools. Well said. Thank you for joining us on part one of California Prospecting and Mining. This was the 300 foot, what you can do. The next one will be what you can do outside of 300 feet. Kevin, thank you for joining today as the state director for the state of California and making sure that people understand that there are still incredible golden opportunities available every day in the state of California. You bet, Kev. Thank you. And uh, I just invite everybody to make the trip. Don't be afraid. Make the trip. Bring your gold pan, bring your sluice box, bring your shovel, bring your metal detector, and get on the gold.